You're listening to The Story of a Book, a podcast celebrating the work of self-publishing authors and the lessons they've learned. My name is Andrea Schmidt, and I'm a book designer and author of Almost Done Writing. Now what? (laughs) So I'm here today, very happy to be here with Julie Glynn, author of If My Ass Were Smaller, Life Would Be Perfect, and Other Lies the Mean Girl in Your Head Tells You. And since I'm starting off with the name of your book, I'd love to hear, I guess, how you came up with that amazing book title that my people have. I think, you know, I get so many comments on my title. And recently, now that the pandemic is starting to lighten up a little bit, we have been, we, when I say we, my husband who helps me, um, we've been doing some live events, some women's expos and book fairs and stuff. And so we set up a little booth and we laugh a lot because I'm like, if I had 10 cents for every time somebody laughed or commented on my title, we would be multi-billionaires. <laughs> but people will ask me about it a lot. And, and I said, I wanted something that had some oomph in it. There's like an attention getter, had some oomph, but I also wanted it to reflect kind of like who I am and how my personality is. And, and so then people will ask about the content of the book. And I said, well, I don't think that it drops after the title. I think it stays that the, the level of relatability and vulnerability and humor stays throughout the book. It's not like, wow, I have a really, really crazy title and then a really dry, boring book. Yeah. So that's what I was trying to grab, get something that just grabbed people. Yeah, that's great. I mean, the title of the book is the headline for the book and it's definitely such an attention grabbing title. And it's unusual to have such a funny title. And you know what, it reminds me that, that every single time I talk to an author, I always find out, some unexpected benefits that they get from writing their book. And I feel like maybe making people laugh, like that's bringing so much joy to people, even to all people that just look at your book or encounter your book. You're bringing them like a moment yeah. of laughter. And that's so cool because that's sort of even bigger than the people that buy your book. Of course, they're getting all the benefits of your book. Um, but right. do you have any uh, thoughts on uh, like things, unexpected things? having to do with your book? Surprises? Well, one of the surprises, and I think you already know this, is um, I just won an award. Yes. Um, National Indie Excellence Award, um, which is kind of weird because sometimes I would think to myself, you know, it's like when everybody thinks their baby is cute. Yes. No. <laughs> And, um, but, but we don't always expect everybody else to think our baby is cute. I mean, we kind of hope that everybody does, but we kind of know deep down that it's our baby. And of course we think it's cute. And I think that's the way about my book. It's like, well, I really like it. Um, but that doesn't mean other people are going to like it. And so when I got the award, it was like, oh my gosh, maybe other people actually do like it. So that was kind of like a super unexpected surprise. Um, that was kind of cool. That is so cool. Yeah, congratulations on on that because that's quite a great award, National Indie Excellence Award. And was that? Yeah. Like, uh, did you have a list? Did I give you a list? How did it come about? How did you end up winning? That? Um, you won one, which I did not. I 
I didn't even place in that one. And they oh. had like, they had like a winner and then like 10 finalists in each category. I didn't even place in that one at all. And then in the other one, I got first place. So it's like, well, that's weird. <laughs> um, but because you gave me the one, it prompted me to do a search and see what else is out there. What else can I try for? Yeah. And that's such a great marketing boost. I mean, I found myself perusing that site and looking at all the other winners. It's so cool to find out what uh, interesting indie authors are doing behind the scenes that we just don't necessarily see in the mainstream. But did you, um, you, so are you on a book? Are you on book tour right now? Not now. I'm home. So you went on a book tour and then now you're home. It was a self-created book tour. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They're all created by somebody. I want to hear about your book tour because that is such a creative, cool idea to promote your book. I would love to hear about your book tour if you feel like talking about it. Of course. Um, We had a blast. Um, But I will say we didn't we didn't say, oh, hey, let's go out and do a book tour. We had a little situation where um, we have two homes and um, we were kind of between the two of them. And so it was like, well, and my husband just retired. So we were like, well, you know, let's, let's do something. And so we decided to take, we were going from Florida to New Hampshire. And so we decided, well, let's take the long way around and see what we can do. And the whole thing started was because I wanted to go to a women's expo in Atlanta. And it scared me to death. Um, It's a big, it's called the ultimate women's expo. And they say that they get like 30,000 people through the doors. And I was like terrified at the thought of it. But I said, let's do it. Let's do this and just kind of see what we can fit. Um, the timing was terrible. They ended up canceling that event. Oh, um, we pivoted. I think I had four events scheduled in Atlanta. We never even ended up in Atlanta at all because of things being canceled. Actually, talk about my book title. Twice, I got denied access because my book title has the word ass in it. Oh, are you joking? (laughs) Twice, not just once, twice we got denied. One of them I found out on Thursday. We were supposed to be there on Saturday for the event. We found out on Thursday that I couldn't go. I'd already paid for it. I was already, you know, and then they were like, oh, wait, no, sorry. No vulgarity or profanity. That so, is an um, interesting, unexpected turn of events because you think of all the popular book titles right now with different swear words or whatever, and you think of ass as being sort of the most. I know, I know. So I was like, that's crazy. So it was really fun. We tried to combine vacation with it. Um, but like I said, we had to pivot a lot. We found out we were supposed to go, um, we were in North Carolina. We were going to, we were going to go whoop. Um, to um, Jackson, Mississippi. And then from there, we were going up to Memphis the following weekend. We found out like on Tuesday, those two events were canceled because the one of the coordinators got COVID. So, I mean, we were constantly pivoting. Wow. And, you know, and it's like, 
we, I kind of had a tentative setup before we even left, but then we're like, we were in East Tennessee in the Smoky Mountains. And that's when we found out we couldn't do the one event because of the swear word. And so my husband and I are like, what are we going to do this weekend? You know, we got nothing. And uh, we found a flea market in Knoxville, Tennessee, which I wasn't really sure flea markets are my thing. Um, but we went and it was okay. We, I think I sold four books. I've actually since then sold another one because the person that was there got in touch with me later. Mm-hmm. Um, we ended up selling five, but we had such a great time. Um, yeah. We were there two and a half days and we, we met the people around us and the guy that was across from us. I mean, it was like, he's like, next time you come to East Tennessee, we'll go out, we'll have lunch. We'll, you know, and it was like, he gave me, um, he gave me some Tennessee swag. Um, one of the things I posted on my Facebook page is I've never been to a state that has more school pride than Tennessee. I mean, everybody's wearing orange. Everybody. And I made a comment and he had some orange swag and he's like, I want you to pick a shirt. I want you to pick something of your visit to East Tennessee. And so, you know, it was great. We combined this amazing experience with a little bit of book sales. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I think that's amazing that you tried you tried so hard, but it was also fun. You know, that's oh, we had a blast. Yeah, we that had is so We slept in a tent for 17 nights in a row. And my husband and I have never tent camped before. <laughs> oh my God, did you have your dog with you? We had our dog. <laughs> yeah. So we we're very limited in what we were able to do because you we can't leave our dog in a tent. Um, but I mean, oh, we had such a great time. We met the most amazing people ever, and we had a book tour at the same time. Yeah. But we discovered things that worked and things that don't work. Like yeah. we won't do, we won't do flea markets anymore. Oh. I mean, that was fun. It was fun, and we met some great people. But flea markets aren't the the space yeah. for my book um we did some women's expos totally different story i, I mean it was, it yeah totally different i mean we were selling books as fast as we could oh um markets were sitting there like okay you sit here and i'll go walk around and look <laughs> you know oh. um yeah my husband read a whole book while we were at one of the flea markets you know it's like really super quiet and not the place to be um but like i said we didn't set out hey, let's plan to close everything up and take 45 days and go do a book tour. It was kind of like, well, let's let's take a trip. You just retired, you know, let's do this. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of in the process of trying to do it again. This time it will be planned out. And I'm hoping that now that COVID's starting to lighten up a little bit, that um, we won't have as many setbacks as we yeah, did. Yeah, that's great. I was going to ask you that, whether you were going to try to revisit that large women's expo that got canceled. I they did not offer me a refund when they canceled oh, that. Okay. They offered me another location. Okay. So we're scheduled to do the New Jersey one early November. Okay. So, Actually, so that could work out really well. Yeah. it's And that's closer to home. I mean, that's only like six or seven hours away. Yeah. So that's not, you know, that's not like Atlanta. Um, 
but yeah, I, I would like to, I would probably do a couple more. They have one in Chicago. I'd really like to go to, but that one's booked because they had to cancel so many that everybody just pushed over. Mm -hmm. Um, There's one in Arizona in October and I'm like, so intrigued by that. I've been to Arizona once in October and I think that would be so cool to go back. Um, and we only drive like three or four hours a day. So it's like, hmm, if we keep up that plan, it'll take us two weeks to get there. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we're not 100% sure about the Arizona thing. And then like with this trip we just did, we went from Florida to New Hampshire. So it was a one way. So any other trip we do, it's going to have to be an out and back. And that's kind of different, you know, when you have to. Yeah. But you love to travel, right? That's part of what. Your, is we travel a lot. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. And then, like with the books and stuff, it's really hard to fly. Mm-hmm. Um, I got invited to an event in Vegas early August, which I thought, well, that might be kind of fun. And if we do Southwest, they allow two bags. Mm-hmm. But it was like, like seriously, it was like a thousand dollars a person round trip, and I'm like. I always fly Southwest. I'm like, they never cost that much. Yeah. So, but I thought that might be kind of fun to take mm-hmm. a long weekend and go to Vegas. And mm-hmm. yeah, amazing. Wow. I love your, your energy and your, your enthusiasm for selling fun. books. So did you have um, a trunk full of books? Is that, did you? Did, oh yeah. <laughs> and it was like, we were stuffed to the gills in the car and I'm a master packer my husband is not so he's not allowed to put anything in the car I have to do all the packing myself and every time we'd sell a book we were like it would kind of get to the point where I was like well you're more excited because we made money because we sold a book are we more excited because there's one less book that we got to try like with us in the car God, hilarious so how did you end up getting printing the books did you do another short or you had the books that you printed the short run in the lead up to the I launch. At Amazon. Yeah, I ordered them through Amazon. The author, My, copies. The author, copies. The author mm-hmm. copies. Okay, author copies. And yeah. is that, because didn't you also use a local printer to print? Yeah, I, yeah. I did that out of desperation because because um, I did pre-orders before my book yeah. came out. And I wanted to get those in the hands of, my pre-order people. And so I used a local printer. Actually, the benefit of the local printer is that the books are ready in like two days. Um, The downside is honestly, the quality isn't as good as what I got from Amazon and it costs twice as much. Oh yeah. Yeah. I find too that unfortunately the local vendors in my area, they cost twice as much and I'm not, yeah. And I have no confidence in how the quality will end up being or not. So yeah, the quality was good, but I liked the Amazon quality better. Yeah. I like the paper quality as a, it was a brighter white mm-hmm. and a glossier cover. Mm-hmm. And I like that better. I don't think anybody would ever be able to say, Oh, I think I got the lower quality one. Cause even now I still have to sometimes look really close to see mm-hmm. which one's which, but I can tell they're my babies. I can tell when I put them <laughs> side by side, but if you just give me one without the other one side by side, I can't tell which one's which. Yeah. That's great. Wow. Good for you. Wow. So let's see, how long has it been? So you launched your book in the pandemic and then you have all this excitement. (laughs) Yeah. So it's been like six months since Mm -hmm. I launched my book. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Um, Would you, is there anything you would do differently for your next book? Probably lots of things. 
I'm not 100% sure what I would do differently for my next book. I would not do a book tour during COVID. Uh, (laughs) That's one thing for sure I wouldn't do differently. Um, I'm not really sure that there's anything I would have done any differently than what we did. I, I, I mean, I did things. I did things my way, the way I wanted to do them Mm -hmm. that I would feel in integrity with myself, which isn't always in line with what everyone else does. I I felt really strongly. I was never, I was not giving my book away. I was not doing a free ebook week. I was not doing a 99 cent Kindle edition. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like my book has a lot of value and I put a lot of work into it and if you want it, you have to pay for it. <laughs> and, and so I think that when I look at other people's books and the reviews and stuff, I know I have fewer reviews, but everyone I have was a full price paying purchase yeah. as opposed to a 99 cent or a free. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel good about that. I feel like when I look at it, I'm like, I'd rather, I'd rather have fewer, but know that they were really genuine purchases. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't give, I gave, I'm like, I gave my parents a book. I gave my kids a book and we used a book to do, um, when we were at the women's expo, we had a drawing mm-hmm. and I gave a book away. Um, but otherwise, I didn't give them. I mean, I donated one to the library when we were on our trip mm-hmm. because we, we were in a little town again, East Tennessee. Um, we were in a little town there. I just loved that town so much. Um, on our last day, we ended up spending eleven days in this little town um, because we got canceled and we had to stay longer. Um, but um, I loved them so much, and it was just like even people who lived there said when we came and moved here, we felt like we went back. 30 years of the time warp. Um, so I donated a book to the library there. And then I told the people that I knew, you know, at the post office and at the store. And so I was like, Oh, my book's in the library. You can get it. So, I mean, I've donated to the library and things like that, but otherwise, um, I, I never did those things. And, and that was my preference, my choice and how I wanted to do, which I think is important that, I mean, I got a lot of help. You helped me. My content editor helped me. I got input, but ultimately it was what felt right for me. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. It's so cool to watch. um, It's what to watch how the way that you did it your way. And has it had an impact on your business? Because I I tend to feel as though it's impossible for when you're writing a book that relates to your business, that it would necessarily somehow have residual effects, like whether it's just you got your marketing stronger in the lead up to the book or whatever it may be but I'm curious to see how the book has impacted your business if if it has it's made it one of the things I think more than anything is that it increased my level of confidence Mm. that I feel like I feel justifiable in being like yes I can help you and justifying that yep there's a fee for that Mm -hmm. um because a lot of times women are like oh I'll just help you. I can't, I can't ask you for money. I can help you. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm one of those, it's like, oh, I feel bad asking for money to help them. Um, but now I feel a little bit stronger. Like, no, I really do. I really do know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Whereas before the book, 
I was kind of like, mm, I could easily be challenged and um, question myself and my ability. Mm-hmm. That's neat. That's cool. I have a friend who published a book and she found that the process of writing her book kind of forced her to reflect and take her own advice more. And I'm noticing that too, as I'm writing a book, that it's it's kind of without intention, it's, it's helping me to just take my own advice more and like, un, like internalize my own wisdom in a, in a, in a stronger way. Did you notice I've been, that? Yes. I've been pulling out little like pieces of my book and trying to do like Facebook posts or Instagram posts. And, and I read them and I'm like, Oh my gosh, if um, people who are really close to me saw that I'm promoting this thought process, they'd be like, um, maybe you should read them. <laughs> you wrote it, but maybe you should read it and apply it yourself. <laughs> and so I do read it sometimes. Some of the stuff I wrote and thought, oh, take my own medicine. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing though, how wise we really are. Yeah, it's like, uh oh, this seems so simple <laughs> to recommend, yet, hmm, kind of forgot about it. <laughs> oh my gosh, well, that's amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Do you have any questions for me? I sometimes ask that at the end of the interview, just so it's a little bit more uh, two-sided. Gee, I don't think so. Um, the only thing is I didn't know you're doing a podcast, which is so cool. Um, which really, what, How many have you done so far? It was really spontaneous. You know, I met a woman randomly who wrote a book. And as I was talking to her uh, about her book, I realized that what she had to say about her process would help all my clients And so I was so excited about, so I just offered like, can I interview you? And she said, yes. And so that's how the ball started getting rolling. Cause I'm not, I've never planned to have a podcast. I never aspired for that. I'm not, you know, it's just very, uh, it was just very spontaneous and totally based on my desire to help my clients. So I did the first one with her and we did it exactly like in this setup, we just recorded a zoom session. And then I realized that my website was really set up really easily. I use Squarespace to to uh, link it to a podcast. So it just kind of all unfolded this way. So you're, I talked to my friend, Lily, I talked to Diane about a project an up, up and coming project. And you're my fourth person that I talked to. So I'm going to try to do yeah. once a month and just, I mean, oh gosh, it's, it's, it's so, I think what, like the, it brings me to a question. What advice would you give to someone that what, is writing a similar book to yours? They have a business and they want to help people. What would you know? It's as funny as I was watching Jeopardy last night and they said something to one of the contestants and she's like, well, if I didn't have to work full time, I'd like to write a book. I'm like, no, no, no. You can still write a book just because you're working full time. (laughs) Just write a little bit every day. Mm. You don't have to be like, oh, I can't do it because of this. I can't do it because of that. Just put a little bit down every day and pretty soon you're going to have a whole book. Yeah. And it's not, it's not that hard. I sometimes feel like when people are like, oh, congratulations, you wrote a book. It's like, anybody can do it if you want to. Yeah. It's, I mean, it was hard when I was doing it. And there was times I wanted to quit and times I wanted to scream and things like that. Yeah. But once you plow through it, yeah. and it's not, it's just baby steps. It's just a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. I mean, I set my own and you know, I set my own pretty aggressive goals, which meant then that it, sometimes it wasn't baby steps. Sometimes it was a sprint and sometimes it was, you know, really full force. Um, you don't have to do that to yourself. Yeah. And 
you know, just a little bit at a time adds up, totally adds up. Yeah, that's great advice. That's such cool advice. And also, I love the way you fully committed to it, even though you were still in the process of writing. You hired me before you were done writing. So you were kind of oh, like, way before. You were way before, right? But you had the title and that was really what I needed to, to kind of go with it. And you were committed and you just knew there was no chance that you weren't going to fit. Like it was happening. It was definitely (laughs) one of the biggest things about my book that was like, you asked about surprises. And and I know you remember this is that when I came to you, I totally had an image in my head of my book cover, totally had that image. And then you're like, well, I'll send you three mock-ups. And I'm like, but why? I just need that one. And um, and it's so funny because that image I had in my head, we didn't use. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's bad to start off with an, an image in your head that goes in a way that's motivating to the cover. I think it, the cover design, it's something that makes the project real for authors a lot of the time. So having yeah. something in mind is always good. But I like people to to explore because I like people. Yeah. And that would be my other piece of advice is to be open to considering something, another point of view, another perspective, because I totally had, I mean, I had hired that person to do all those hedge, those pictures of me because I was going to have my picture on the front of my book. Yeah. And I don't, I didn't go that direction at all. Um, And I'm super happy with that. I love what I ended up doing, what we ended up doing. Yeah. It wasn't a bad idea for you, though. That could be something. I mean, there's a lot of good uh, ways in which you, you, you as a person are really tied into your book and your business. So it's it wouldn't have been a terrible idea. I think that we could have made that work too. But this is kind of more fun and clever. Maybe your next book will put you on one year.